Welcome to the Peace of Mind podcast, everybody. My name is Asif, and across the camera from me is my buddy, Justin. How are you doing today, man? What's up, man? How you been, brother? Can't complain, brother. I'm just taking it day by day. Taking it day by day. Absolutely. All right. So for those of you who are returning to this podcast, a huge thank you to you for tuning in. And for you first-time listeners, a simple thank you is justified. If you want to be part of the huge thank you club, Join back with us next week, and you'll get VIP into that exclusive club. So, we are a football podcast. But I think, in the grand scheme of things, we serve a bigger purpose for all of you out there. Not only do we entertain, but we do something else. Right, Justin? Absolutely. Or at the minimum, we're trying to do something else. Uh, Obviously, me and Asif are longtime fans of like sports talk, sports shows, so on and so forth. We consume, if I could speak for you as well, a lot of that content, right? Something that we noticed over time is that there's really only one way to get into it, all things considered. You know, you have to kind of be in the industry somehow. You have to be a former player, a journalist, a former executive, coach, you know, so on and so forth, insert blank here. So obviously with the rise of podcasting and things of that nature, we've started to see just a couple shows bubble up to the surface that aren't industry shows that are really taking sports talk and bringing it kind of to the internet in a way, I suppose, from network television. Mm -hmm. That's something that we really want to advance even further. We really want to be part of leading that frontier of creating a new lane and breaking down that barrier to entry, if you will, to get into sports talk. So if you're the type of person that has watched sports talk on TV, watched football talk on TV and said either one, this isn't really that entertaining. I can do what he's doing or two. I definitely want to do what he's doing. This is part of the purpose we feel like we want to serve over here. Uh, I'm not sure if you want to add anything else to that. No, I think you summed that up pretty nicely in a way to help us with that. If you want to be a part of this movement, everybody, there's a few ways you can help us with that. One, whatever platform you're listening to this podcast on, whether it's Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, leave a review, whether it's five star, three star, four star. We prefer nothing less than three, but be honest with your review. Um, If you're a New York Jet fan, please do not comment at all. We do not welcome you on the review section. In fact, Um, turn it off right now if you're a Jets fan. Yes, please do. Uh, but with that, leave a review. Give us your thoughts about what you think the show's about, what you want to talk about and all that stuff. Um, another way to do this is to follow us on Instagram at oh, the yeah. Peace of Mind Podcast with okay instead of C in the word podcast. Uh, hey. A lot of entertaining stuff on the Instagram page. And we're also on TikTok, uh, venturing into the new avenue that is uh, the Reels Nation over there. So, um Whenever, whenever we get to it, we'll post on TikTok. Exactly. It's, it's the same handle. Absolutely. Uh, so with that, we gave the intro. Let's dive into what the show is going to be about today. So today we're going to throw a few topics at you just so you have an idea of what to look forward to. Um, we're going to rank the rookie quarterbacks based on their performance this year and maybe a little bit of a projection into the next one, but mainly about this year. So we're going to rank the rookie quarterbacks. Uh, we're going to dive into what happened uh with the Washington football team, because that was a, a big, big mess. And there's a couple of questions that I think they may have going into the next season regarding the quarterback position. So that's something that we're going to dive into. And then lastly, we'll wrap up with game picks and then um, we'll see how it goes from there. So with that, Justin, it's time to begin the show and give the people a piece of our mind. So, hey, by the way, I just want to note for anyone listening for the first time, or obviously if you're not, Asif, that's a great job. 
your first oh, time bringing us into the you. show, the first voice that comes onto the show. Thank you very much. I think we should probably stick with that. I think you did a good job, man. Thank you very much, man. I appreciate the compliments, and uh, you're much more concise in the uh, the middle part of the section than I am. So kudos to you as well. So with that, let's dive into the ranking of the rookie quarterbacks, Justin. So um, for those of you who don't know, I think there are five rookie quarterbacks who got onto the field other than the New York Saints quarterback, Ian Buck, but we're not including him in this discussion because it was only one game sample size. Who cares? Yeah. Yeah, who cares? cares? So there's yeah. five main guys. We got Mac Jones from the New England Patriots. You got Davis Mills on the Texans, Justin Fields for the Chicago Bears, Zach Wilson for the middle school team, that's the New York Jets, and yeah. then Trevor Lawrence, the number one overall pick for the Jacksonville Jaguars. So those are the five guys that were kind of um, wrapping this conversation around. Um, Sorry, 49ers fans. There's no... There's no Trey Lance. Yeah, not a lot of Trey Lance talk. We already, you know, again, this is just based on this year. He didn't get a lot of playing yep. time. So um, that's part of the reason why Justin Fields got on the field enough where we could justify putting him in this conversation. Uh, so with that, Jay, mm-hmm. we're going to rank these guys one through five, whether it's who you like going into the future, who do you want quarterbacking your team right now, that type of deal. Um, I don't know if you have your list ready to go. Do you have your list ready to go? I have my list ready to go. The question is, how do you want to do it? Do you want to go like tip for tat? Do you want to just, I guess tip for tat really would be the way to go. Let's do that. Right? Let's do that. Okay. So good. I'm going to start. I think we have a consensus. Number one to you, to you listening. Is there anyone other than Mac Jones that you could have as, as the best rookie quarterback this season? I mean, he's likely, although I really think should probably go to a receiver, the rookie of the year, probably Mac Jones, right? Because right. everything's a quarterback award these days unless it's a best running back or best wide receiver. So I have Mac Jones at number one, Asif. Uh, I think I'm going to agree with you. Although he is in probably the best situation among the rookie quarterbacks, I think sure. there's no denying that he's been the most consistent, the most poised, and the most, uh, you know, he's looked like the most pro-ready QB among all these guys. So I don't think there's any doubt uh, that he's number one, even though he has Bill Belichick and Josh McDaniels coaching him up. Um, he's looked sensational, honestly, leading these guys to, he had the number one seed for a good chunk of the season so far for the New England Patriots. So that's a big deal. <laughs> Having um, it at any chunk of the season as a rookie quarterback absolutely. is a, a phenomenon for sure. So, yeah. And, um, I know that a lot of people were, would knock Mac Jones going into the season. They said that, oh, when he was at Alabama, he was playing with a lot of these pro prospects and all these number one overall picks. I'm like, well, listen, who else are you going to play with in the NFL? Mac Jones has proven that. Good point. He's composed. He's ready for the big games. He's not afraid of the moment. And, you know, you saw a little glimpses of him here. And he's, he's shown glimpses that he's a rookie, but overall, he's looked the most poised out of all these guys. So I think it's no doubt that he's number one among these rookie quarterbacks. So I'm with you on that, brother. Um, let's go into the next guy. Um, the number two rookie quarterback that you got on your list, my friend. And uh, just by the way you're smirking, I can already tell that this is something that's going to be a little more spicier than this Mac Jones pick. So let me hear what you got to say. Yeah, maybe, honestly, maybe you have the uh, the same thing. I'm going to say this, and I know that the person on the other end watching right now is uh, probably going to be like, what? You know what I'm saying? I'm going to go with Davis Mills at number okay. two right now. This year for quarterbacks, this is a guy – who only has nine starts on the season for starters, not only, I suppose that's, that's over half of them. Right. Yeah. And we get it. The Texans are abysmal, but listen, you have Trevor's on the, on the Jaguars, right? Oh, they're all abysmal. You got Zach Wilson's on the jets. Justin Fields is on the bears. None of the teams are good except Mac Jones. Right. Mm-hmm. I'll have, you know, that in nine starts, Davis Mills is first amongst NFL rookies. or I suppose really just quarterbacks in 300 yard games. 
He has wow. three of them. Wow. Yeah. On top of that, he's one of two rookie quarterbacks, him and Trevor, that have thrown for three touchdowns in a game this season. Mac might have done it, but I think he only had two. Mac might have done it. I is right. what it is. Is what it is. And on top of that, the game that Trevor had three touchdowns, he also threw for 332 yards, Trevor, that is, mm -hmm. which is the most by a rookie. The second most by a rookie this year is Davis Mills with 331 yards. So a one-yard difference. Yeah, that makes sense. Also note, though, that in that game, which would be both of their best games of the season, this is ultimately who I was measuring against. Spoiler yeah. alert, I have Trevor at three. Davis Mills did not turn the ball over once in that game as compared to Trevor, who threw three interceptions. And okay. you're looking at a situation that, don't get me wrong, that Urban Meyer Jaguar situation is easily the worst situation in football. Now, maybe just a little bit better without Urban. Right. Uh, but listen, I mean, the, the Texas situation has been nothing to write home about. No. They have, I mean, Rex Burkhead is running the football. For, Rex Burkhead is running the ball for them. Right. Yeah. Brandon Cooks maybe is the only talented guy, like true talent that anyone would want on their team that they have left on, on basically the entire offensive roster. And I don't even think I'm forgetting about anyone. And, no. uh, well, that's the Texans, basically. <laughs> Davis Mills, mind you, a guy, too. I'm curious to see what he does going forward. This guy only had 11 college starts at Stanford and um, was drafted in the third round. So I'm curious to see what he has going for him because he does. He looks good. He looks very good. So I have Davis Mills at two. And quite frankly, I mean, I, who knows if he was on the Patriots, what he would have done this year. That's a fair point. Um, so it's ironic that you say Davis Mills at number two. Um, I actually have Trevor, Trevor Lawrence at two um, just because I'm not going to criticize him for what he's looked like in Jacksonville. Cause like you said, he inherited an absolute mess and um, there are times in the season where he has looked like the number one pick. And he also has looked like a rookie in headlights, but you say David Mills, at, Davis Mills at three and he's been a shock. Honestly, he's looked right. really, really good and really poised as a rookie QB, uh, albeit it doesn't really translate to wins. And a lot of those yards can be constituted as, you know, garbage time stats, but that's not the point. The point is that you're a rookie quarterback in the NFL. You're inheriting a bad team. It's more of a matter. Can you operate the offense and just execute plays down the field? Right. And then so, not, not even to interrupt you, I'll let yeah. you continue in a second. You just had that 41 29 win over the chargers that I basically just forgot to mention. That was maybe one of the upsets of the season. Yeah. So, well, I think that's also bad chargers versus good Texans, but, I digress, but you're right. That is a big win for a rookie QB. To say that you have a notch on Justin Herbert is a nice, nice little uh, yeah, nice yeah. surprise for you. Absolutely. And um, for what it's worth, Trevor Lawrence also has a win against Josh Allen. So the, each quarterback has had highlight moments. It's a nine, nine to six. Not, a win's a win, right? A win's a win. Sure. So especially for a rookie QB, a win's a win. So um, albeit, yes, you're right. It was a nine to six win. But it's the Jacksonville Jaguars. So almost anything that's remotely successful um, constitutes something that's very, very, you know, very, very good. So um, that, that I can't disagree with. You know, yeah, especially because you're, <laughs> yeah. you're a Colts fan, so you obviously know. Yeah, yeah. Um, and again, I picked. Yeah, no, take the water break. Uh, I picked Trevor. There was none left in the cup, Asif. Huh? There was none left in the cup, and I realized I got exposed because we're on video. Oof. So yeah, darn it, it's yeah. okay. Well, I picked Trevor Lawrence at two because he is the number one overall pick for a reason. Um, and there are times where he has looked like the number one overall pick and he was clearly the best QB among the guys drafted. Um, but right behind him, I have Davis Mills at three. I just have him flip-flopped. Uh, for all the reasons that you just said, too, this guy 
has been absolutely um, remarkable as a rookie QB. So um, kudos to David Mills and uh, Trevor Lawrence. I hope you get a better shot next year with the Jacksonville Jaguars because uh, hopefully they built something a little bit better. I doubt it, but you never know. Um, yeah, I hope they don't. I'll be honest with you. And that fair. goes that goes for the Texans as well. I hope that these two just stay very solid quarterbacks on <laughs> yeah. teams that don't do well. I, I, yeah, I mean, no, that's fair. It does fair. stink because as I was making this list, I said, damn. Two of the top three are in my division. That kind of sucks. Yeah, it's uh, tough. And then now I guess we could go to four and five, which I yeah. did struggle. I did struggle with quite a bit. To oh, be honest, I'm I, not really. I'm not going to lie. I'm not struggling guy. with this one. I'm not struggling with this at all. I think number four is Justin Fields. I think okay. Chicago. I, you know, like, yeah. like I, I, I think it's obvious for me. I think Justin Fields is clearly better than Zach Wilson. Although Zach Wilson has played better along the stretch over here the past couple of games, so yeah, um, he started to figure some things out. They started to simplify things for him. Uh, but with Justin Fields, I think we're taking. I got to take into the account that he has the ability to run it as well as throw the deep ball down the field. So um, Chicago clearly likes it when he is the quarterback. I know you, I saw the pointer finger up there. You got something to say to add to this, Justin, or you got something to interject? What do you got? No, I'm a, I'm a, we have to, we have to work on this. I'm gonna let you go. And I'll try to, I'll try to come back to the point after the fact. That's fair enough. Um, yeah. So yeah, no, but I'm saying, I think as a dynamic playmaker, Justin Fields is clearly the best option for Chicago. And I think he's better than Zach Wilson. And um, although Justin Fields has 10 picks on the season, only seven passing touchdowns, his ability to run the ball can't be denied and him to extend plays, especially with the offensive line that Chicago has. Um, it's something that you have to take into account with him. And uh, being the yo-yo coach that Mac Nagy can be, I think if he has a little bit more stability over there, um, you could see really a lot more better things from Justin Fields. So I got Justin Fields at four, and then obviously that leads Zach Wilson at five. He's leader of the New York Jets. Um, poor guy. I'm sorry to say. it's uh, Poor guy is right. Yeah, that's a tough go because um, I, kn- I didn't think he was that good going into the season, and he had a really rough stretch in the beginning half of the NFL Horrible. season. Horrible. Although he played against New England, Carolina, and I think he played um, – I forgot the other team that he played, but like seven of his 11 picks – essentially came in like the first two or three weeks of the season. And he was playing against like top seven defenses for the whole league. Right. So um, those numbers can be a little skewed, although four picks are four picks. You can't deny it um, or seven picks for whatever it is, but uh, he's played better down the stretch as of right now. So I think the jets, they have something to build towards into the off season. So let's see. But um, I think I got Justin Fields as four and Zach Wilson is going to be the fifth ranked QB among these guys. That's just my opinion though. I don't know what you got to say. All right, so I actually have it flipped. I have Wilson at four for many of the reasons, actually, that used for Fields. And let's just clarify right off the bat. Yeah. These guys have both been terrible this year. I mean, <laughs> yeah. I, I, just, yeah. I just want to put that in perspective that I'm not even going to sit here and say that one's better than the other. But I do want to mention, mm-hmm. sleeping on Zachy, Zachy Poo's legs, he did run for like over 50 yards. He did have a 50 yard. He ran for a 50 something yard touchdown and ran for That's over right. 90 yards total on the game. And what I saw from him in this game, I actually watched a little more of that Jets-Jaguars game than you would have expected me to, because I really haven't, not going to lie to you, yeah. had very little incentive to turn on the Jets the entire season. That's fair. But I've been trying to watch the Jaguars a little bit more without Urban Myers and kind of, you know, I kind of want to feel out how they're getting better, because as a Colts fan, you'd like to know. Yeah, for Zach sure. Wilson, what he did a great job of in that game uh, was essentially tucking it and running instead of forcing that throw, which we've seen him do so many times this year. Now, I think he had a couple interceptable balls in the game. But as you were saying that Justin Fields has no stability, I mean, Zach Wilson's on the fucking Jets. That's fair. That's fair. Right? And I think what I hold against 
fields more so than I hold against Wilson. And this is ultimately the deciding factor for me. Mm -hmm. I'm going to ask you, I'm going to make one statement and then ask you a question. Sure. One statement is that there's definitely a lot of established NFL veteran talent on that Bears team, especially when you look to the defensive side of the ball. Mm -hmm. Right. And then offensively, let me ask you, where do you rank Allen Robinson as a wide receiver in the NFL? Oh, on talent. On ta- okay, on talent's a different question. Uh, he's certainly a top end talent in the league. Like I'm not gonna, he's definitely like a top fifteen, top twenty guy in the league. Just so like, how can't you get him more than two receptions on a given week? That is fair. That is very very fair. Um, I don't think I have a good answer to that rebuttal. I don't have a good rebuttal for that because I will at least say, and I'm as much of a Corey Davis fan as the next guy. Obviously, now he's been done for the season, probably for a couple weeks at this point. Mm-hmm. He's not, in my opinion, as good as Allen Robinson. And at least Wilson was able to get him his numbers. And I'm not saying that he was like spectacular and winning in the process, but I mean, the comparison is, is Justin Fields. So right. I'm looking at Wilson is in such a situation where he's a developmental quarterback talent on a developmental team. There's no stability on any aspect. There's nothing established on any aspect of that team. They can't stop the run. They can't stop the pass. They don't have any experience on that side of the ball other than like CJ Mosley. Right. On their end, on the offensive end, what do they have? Who do they have? What experience? They have nothing. They have no offensive line. Michael Carter's their running back. And you're looking at a guy who's dealing, a guy that I think is very talented and if was nurtured properly, could end up becoming an, an extremely good quarterback. But instead, he's a guy that needs to be developed on a team that needs to be developed. Uh, as compared to Justin Fields, I think you plug some some better talent into that situation. I think that Bears team is actually probably around the 500 squad. That's fair. Um uh, I'm not going to deny it. Uh, a lot of it just come down. To, a lot of it does come down to my preference, but um, sure. Talk about your, the instability point. Um, we know going into next year, who the coach of the New York Jets is going to be. That's Robert Sala for the next few years. And we know that again, it's the New York Jets. And I understand that a lot of people are kind of getting at him, but the way Matt, the way Matt Nagy has handled this season so far. We were critical of him earlier in our past few episodes. We had earlier episodes of the year where we were looking he at stinks. him. He and we were like, stinks. Matt Nagy, what the hell are you doing? Yeah, and all yeah, of a sudden he goes on a, yeah. on a winning streak where he, you know, again, Matt Nagy's a conundrum. He's a paradox. We don't know what the hell's going on with Matt Nagy. This cup of right. water is giving me fits right now. I keep going for the cup knowing that I brought the bottle. Well, you know what's also giving me fits? The fact that you have Zach Wilson above Justin Field. That's what's giving me fits. I'm not going to lie. I, I get what you're seeing with Zach Wilson, that he's still a project type of player almost, and that he's still so young and he's still building up to what he's going to become. But I think Justin Fields is also in that same ballpark as well, except he does have a defense to back him up, which is helpful. Um, but I think the ceiling for Justin Fields – is significantly higher than Zach Wilson's ceiling. Oh, his, I strongly I, dis. I strongly disagree. Oh, you I think, strongly, don't think so. So, are in that in that statement? Are yeah. you saying, assuming Justin Fields is just with the Bears forever, and then assuming Wilson is with the Jets forever? I'm just talking about in a vacuum. Those two guys in a vac in a vacuum. Yeah, all, I think I, I think Wilson. I I like his upside better as a talent. The problem is that he's on the freaking Jets. So I'll have right. very little evidence uh, of this a lot, until he a lot, the team. a lot of the problems with these guys, because if we were going to talk about a vacuum, we could look at Trevor Lawrence and say, okay, he's obviously the best one, right? But just in a vacuum because he's got all the tools that you need. That's to be true. He is. Lead. He's the best talent here, and it's actually not particularly close. Right, exactly. But, like, yeah. he's on the Jaguars. I'm just talking about in a, in a vacuum <laughs> himself. Between these yeah. two, 
Justin Fields versus Zach Wilson, I would take the upside to Justin Fields a little bit higher than Zach Wilson. Although Zach Wilson is a little bit better than I thought he would be going into the season. So, because uh, I know you were really high on Zach Wilson going into the beginning part of the year. So, more high than I would ever like to admit. Right, uh, right. We should probably, and, 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 you know what? We should probably mean, burn down all of those recordings. <laughs> no, but uh, you know what? He, he's a lot better. He looks a little bit better than I thought he would. And again, they're all rookies. So, it's still their first year. And uh, with COVID, rampant around the league and a lot of instability and fluctuations this year is just one of those years you just kind of look and see if the guy can play or not and i think for the most part i think each team has the guy that they like going forward at least into next year so sure um i'm gonna be really interested to see how these guys look going forward uh in their careers especially over the next over a couple of years because i think we'll have a really good idea of what's about to come uh especially into next year so um that's cool, man. We got the rookie quarterbacks out of the way. Not too bad, right? Sure. And then obviously what we wanted to talk about next, I suppose we could kind of stick on the topic of really first-year starters when you yeah, think yeah, about it. Sure. Despite the fact that he's a rookie, uh, we obviously just had this game that I was shell-shocked by. I don't know about you. Uh, this Dallas-Washington game. Did you expect them to get beat that bad? No. Or, or bad at all? Did, as, as did you pick fact, them to I win? Washington to win the game. The I was about to, I was about to say, <laughs> so Washington do I. To win. And I should have learned my lesson. We're going to talk about Heineke, but I do want to make one statement about, about the Cowboys right now. Don't do it. I, I'm, listen, I'm not going to sit here and guarantee they win the Super Bowl. There's no skin in the game for me to do that. But what I am saying is that just about every time I have doubted the Cowboys this season, they've actually proven me wrong, which is the opposite of, of what I've grown accustomed to. So realistically, I mean, you can't tell me with a straight face. I know you got your Eagles jersey on. You really think that Dallas is like outside of the top three or four teams in the NFC? Like literally, like I'm not talking record standings. I don't even no, know. No, no, I got you. I understand. But they're not like, a contender. They're not in, in the, the maybe six teams that you view as a possible team to make the Super Bowl. Well, if that's the case, then every playoff team's a contender, Justin. If that's the criteria. That's not true. If, if that's the guy, if, that, if you're saying the six teams in the conference are going to be like contenders. No, in the, no, no, no. When I said six teams, I meant NFL collectively. Like they're not part of that group that we're really taking seriously. You don't, you don't have them in there. If, if I were to list the teams, they may be on the bottom part of those tiers. But like, I, I, look, I'm not gonna poo-poo what Dallas has done because Dallas has looked a lot better than I thought they would be. Um, I don't trust them because, again, it's the Dallas Cowboys. And granted, this year they've also had a relatively light schedule, and um, the teams that they have played against that are top echelon teams. Um, I think, I, I don't know what their record is off the top of my head. I'm going to say they're close to a 500 team against those teams. So they either win some or lose some against those guys. But a lot of the teams that they're beating up on have not been playing good football at that t- at that p- point in the season. So you um, can't hold that. So before you were talking about Trevor Lawrence and you said, you're not going to hold against him what he's inherited, but we're going to hold against the Dallas Cowboys that they were given an easy schedule and they're beating the crap out of the teams that they're supposed to. It's no, like they're so- losing. No, no, that's teams. fair. And and they're doing what they're supposed to do with the talent that they have. And so there's something fair. to be said about that. that. I agree. And that's why I'm saying I'm not going to poo-poo their season. But to say that these are the team, like if, if I had to pick a team in the NFC, is that the team that's going to cost my mind to go into the Super Bowl? I just don't see it. Like, like I, I just don't. They're like don't number think... three. They're number three for me. They're number three. Again, that's fair. That's fair. Um. I don't know. I think if they, I think if you put them up against the San Francisco 49ers, is that an easy pick them game for you? Because I don't think that's an easy pick. I'm game not going to lie. If, if Jimmy G is the, st- honestly, and I actually like Jimmy, Jimmy G, who I think stinks 
has yeah. actually grown on me to some level this year. Right. Uh, I, I think they're better with him still than they are with Lance. Yeah. I would take the Cowboys over the 49ers, and I'd be pretty confident in it, to be honest with you. I would go the opposite way. I think the 49ers are just better than the Dallas Cowboys, but that's, again, that's fair. That's, okay. again, that's, that, that's fair. Just because on the talent, not only on the talent level, but they've also been there, done that, that type of deal. And really all it comes down to is whether Jimmy G will turn the ball over to your team. Cause when he doesn't turn well, the ball if, over, they're undefeated. They listen, I'm going to tell you that if that defensive front, that what they have in front of you, when they put those four guys down and then you have Parsons coming on a blitz, is arguably I've been watching. We've been watching football quite a while. Yeah, that is probably the most unstoppable. One of the most unstoppable looks I've ever seen. I'm trying to think like defensively in terms of things. You know, it was also pretty serious when the Giants had their the NASCAR setup back when they were like won the Super Bowl and they had like Justin Tuck, OCU Menorah, Michael Strahan. Yeah, and then they had the um, I hate to be this way. They had like that white guy working in there a little bit. I can't remember his name. Right. right. Um, I mean, that was very – but, like, this Dallas, when they send those five – They're guys, explosive. They're, oh, they're, they're doing something different among the defensive front. They're playing less snaps and they're just rotating more guys. So, I think that's another reason why you're seeing them really fly off the ball. So, um, there's, it's, it's definitely something to be seen in Dallas. Um, I just got to see it to believe it with them because we say this about them every single year where they have this talent and you look at it and you're like, wow, this is some of the best talent in the NFL. And then when they're – They've never, they have never had this kid, Micah Parsons, who, in my opinion, today is the most versatile defensive player. Like he could do the most on defense of any player in football. Wow. And they've they've never had this kid before. No one, most people, no, most franchises have never had a kid like this kid before. He's serious. Wow. Yeah. Well, he's definitely serious. He's definitely serious. And, um, I'm not happy to say that because I am an Eagles fan, as you all can tell. So um, that's something that I'm going to have to look forward to for the next few years. But yeah. it's Taylor Heineke, right? This is why, yeah, no, <laughs> this it, is why we're here. Yeah. To, to so. reel it back into the conversation, we mentioned Dallas because they played Washington, and Washington has gotten their teeth kicked in the past couple of weeks. Um, one by the Eagles, and then this absolute bludgeoning by the Dallas Cowboys. So we asked the question, if you're Washington, what do you do going forward uh, either as a team or just at the quarterback position because Taylor Heineke looked like a deer in headlights in that game. And again, not totally his fault, but at the same time, if you're going to be that guy going forward, you, you got to do be better to than that. Something. You have to be able to do better than that. Exactly. So, um, Justin, I'm going to let you go first on this because I think you have a concrete idea of what you want to say about this. What do you think the Washington football team should do going forward at the quarterback position or with Taylor Heineke for that matter? Well, I think for starters that go. I'm obviously, at least in my opinion, especially when all the teams in the NFC East were essentially given a chance to secure their destiny at the end of the season. That's the way the division was set up. Yeah. For him to come out and really I mean, put himself below the other two, being the Eagles and the Cowboys, just cement himself right there. That did not do enough, in my opinion for him to secure that starting job for next year. And I was rooting for him to do so. The problem yeah. that Washington is going to run into is, well, who do you replace him with, right? <laughs> so you have, and I don't know if they have no trade clauses. Maybe you would know. You have guys like Watson, if he ever plays in the NFL again, and then mm-hmm. more realistically, Russell Wilson, who may be available at the quarterback position for, for Washington to c- come in and get, right? Right. But if you just look at number one, in terms of a rookie class, I haven't like studied up on like the talent yet. And I do generally do that going into the off season. So maybe yeah. when that time comes, we can talk about that a little bit. I haven't studied up, but what, from what I understand, there's, there's like no talent at the quarterback position this year. Yeah. No high end talent that anyone expects to be like ready to start. 
But at the same time, I don't know, maybe you find someone, but you can't rely on it. Free agent quarterbacks, notable names mm-hmm. going into this offseason. I pulled up right here. Yeah. Ben Roethlisberger, who I know you love. You have Ryan Fitzpatrick, who's already on the roster, and quite frankly, uh, you know, getting hip surgery at that age. Like, I'm just not sure yeah. how you want to proceed with that, right? Right. You have Dalton, come on. You have Foles, come on. Cam Newton, I, I think for him to even have a I job. I think he's retiring. I think he's going to, re- I think he's retiring after he, this season, he, so. he, he should. I'm going to yeah, be well, honest with you. He freaking I, th- I think him, I think him and Ben are the ones that are retiring this year, so. Yeah, well, Cam should retire because there's really nothing left for him in the future other than being a backup. Right. Uh, to, to have us, you know, just briefly touch on it. For him to even have been a starter for as long as he had, in my opinion, is like an insult and a, a complete, just, it's just, in my opinion, disrespectful to the amount of position, the amount of, Oh, starting quarterback positions there are i think to have had i'm, I'm serious about that i i, no, I, I know you're serious about it i yeah. just disagree but continue yeah, I mean, he's done nothing in a while uh tyrod taylor right let's see what the saints do with james winston i mean this is who we're talking about teddy bridgewater jacoby Brissett. all guys that are you know and if you just threw taylor heineke into that list he would fit right in with all of them, right right yeah so and if not maybe be one of your favorites like for me personally if i put heineke on that list i'd he'd probably be in my top three of guys yeah, that i'd want to yeah. acquire if i needed a quarterback Right. So I think he has to be a part of their plan next year. Mm. Uh, and they might be stuck with him uh, next year. I mean, we'll, we'll see. I think he has to be a part of the plan. And I wouldn't force getting a different quarterback. But, I mean, I, I certainly wouldn't hesitate if there was an opportunity. That's fair. Um, I'm an Eagle fan, so uh, I'm all for having the Washington football team be as bad as they can be for a long time, as well as any other team in the NFC East. Um, but if I were Washington and I wanted to do the best thing going forward for my team uh, for the next few years, I know you're not going to like what I'm going to have to say, but I would not sign Taylor Heidegger. I would consider tanking. Um, and con- you, you wouldn't uh, even keep him as a, as a potential backup option to the fight for it in camp? I, I mean... Honestly, no, because he's oh good enough. He's good enough to be like a 500 QB. I think he's proven that. But like you said, next year's rookie quarterbacks are going into this offseason. The rookie quarterback class is nothing to be um, too excited about. You know what I mean? So it's really the year after that. I think people are looking over and seeing, okay, there's some talent that we can really scout and look forward to. So if that's the case, I would say tank. Get rid of guys with expiring contract or some veterans that you don't think are going to be up for a rebuild. Get some picks and then build for the future because. Do you think their head coach is up for a rebuild though? He better be or else he's going to be out of a damn job. They're not winning no damn Super Bowl. (laughs) No, no, no. But Heineke, I think, is also under contract next year as well. So it would would require them cutting him for him to not be on the roster, I believe. Again, if I were a team, I would try to, I would try to move Heineke, man, because. Wow. Yeah, and I like Heineke. I, th- I think the guy is not – I don't think he's a scrub. I think he's just like a project guy. Are you um, lobbying him to come to Philly right now? Uh, he'd certainly be a backup in Philly uh, because I think Gardner Minshew is going to be a guy that's not going to be on the roster next year either. He'd be, he'd be so, the backup to the backup, right? He'd, he'd be the backup to Jalen Hurts, exactly. Yeah. Um, but, I, meant, I meant Gardner. No, no, fair. <laughs> but give, I, give Gardner, I think Gardner is going to be among those guys who are free agent yeah. QBs. So, um, okay. so, so, so with that – if I'm Washington, I move on from Taylor Heineke. Uh, and it's not due to the fact that he hasn't proven that he can play in this league because he clearly can play in the league and he's dynamic enough where he, he can beat you on a Sunday where you're not expecting it to happen. But is he the guy that's going to elevate you 
to that next level, I don't think he's that guy. And I think if you're Washington, you're striving to look for that guy because that's the guy you really need to really get that fan base going. The last time they had any semblance of that was RG3, and that was only for one year. So um, I think they're still trying to strive for that, albeit really tough to look for. Um, but I, I, I think you got to go young and just hit the reset button on this thing because. Yeah, so I suppose what I was going to ask, I want to try to get a bow on it. So what you're suggesting they do is move Heineke, I suppose bring in a veteran or even resign Fitzpatrick, bring in a veteran uh, and someone who's really going to be a lateral move at best from Heineke, mm-hmm. and then just draft a quarterback. And the problem, though, is what I'm saying, yeah. is that what if there's not a quarterback that you really like? You're just going to do it to do it, and now you're stuck, right? So let's say you're looking, if you're Washington, and you're looking at this quarterback class, right? Yeah. And there's X amount of guys that are projected to go like in that first-round range and the second-round range, so on and so forth. What if you just don't really like any of them. Like, what if you don't like any of them? Are you just going to draft them to give the fan base a first-round quarterback? Because now you're stuck with a guy that you don't really like. And really, realistically, when you draft a guy in the first round, unless it's like Josh Rosen, you, mm-hmm. you have a three- to four-year window that you pretty much have to stick with the guy, um, you know, or else you're probably out of a job. Well, that, uh, well, that's why I'm saying to tank and just accumulate as much picks and talent as you possibly can. Because I think – among those quarterbacks that you mentioned, you mentioned Teddy Bridgewater, Jacoby Brissett, right? Those are the guys. Sure. If Washington signed those two guys going into next season, I think that's a better option than Taylor Heineke, in my opinion. Uh, you, you, well, I'm going to tell you, I like I like Jacoby Brissett as much as the next guy, former Colt. Shout out to the uh, shout out to the Indianapolis uh, former leader of the yeah, team, yeah. realistically. I don't think he's better than Taylor Heineke. Maybe in a vacuum, no. But I think again, it's a, it's just Teddy B be a, probably is. Uh, probably Teddy B, Teddy B is definitely probably better than him. I think he would be I'm a pretty better confident option for that, them yeah. than Taylor Heineke. Sure. So with that, if I were the Washington football team, if I am trying to be respectable for next year and like build something, some sort of culture, you bring in Teddy Bridgewater and he can make you a relevant team or make you a team that's a tough out. Again, you did it again with the cup, bro. You got to just stick with the water bottle. You know what it is? I'm just, I have the cup on the coaster. Ah. So I'm reaching for the coaster really more than I'm reaching for the cup. So I'm going to move the cup now. There you go. Out of there, and I'm going to put the bottle on the, on coaster. the coaster. There you and go. Actually, Look at the adjustment. Gonna... See now, these are the type of adjustments that we need to get paid for by NFL teams because we see a problem, we try to analyze it, and then we solve the issue. And some of these teams don't do that. Just like Washington hasn't solved their damn issue. Their issue is not necessarily oh um, we need one guy to elevate this franchise. The problem is your team is a mess. That offensive line is a wreck. You have that, no receiver. Yeah. You have no receiver outside of Terry McLaurin. You need another guy next to him. So I think whoever you put back there, Taylor Heineke or whoever it is, isn't going to get the job done for you. So you need someone really special. And the problem is finding someone really, really special is not an easy thing to do. A lot of these teams don't find that. So if that's the case, it's much easier to find other guys who are really good at outside positions. So like Curtis Samuel being hurt for them this year is really not good. Um, so you got to get another receiver. He would have fit into that offense so well, too. The way they run their, their game, he really would have fit in well. Yeah, I think he could have made a difference for them this year, and I might have a different answer for you because of it. But with that, I still think you need another guy outside of Terry McLaurin. You need another tight end. You got to build that offensive line. The defensive side of the ball has enough talent, especially on the front seven, but you still need guys on the back end to help you out. So I think they got to do a better job building the roster around 
and then fitting in a quarterback because I think it's much easier to do that than it is finding a just find a special putting, quarterback, right? Than just finding everything else to fit yeah. around him. So if um, only it were so easy, right? If only it were so easy. But again, that's why it's the NFL, and that's why there's only a few teams who succeed every year. So yep, um, that would be my thing. I would. That's probably the plan that I would go if I were Washington. So it is what it is. So with that, ladies and gentlemen. That was the Washington football segment. That's what we would do with Taylor Heineke. If you have any idea what you would do with Taylor Heineke, please let us know in the comments and the review section of whatever platform you're listening on. So please do oh, nice that. Touch us. Nice touch, Nice yeah. touch, Thank you very much. We would love to hear your thoughts about that. Huge like I promised everybody, guy. say again? That's a huge brain on this guy. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah. I try. I try. Yeah. Uh, so with that, everybody, uh, we get into the segment of the show where we talk about the games of the – of the week right so we got the nfl season week 17 we're gonna go right into game picks uh we may elaborate a little bit more on each team as we go down the list but um we're just gonna pick the games and uh let us know what you think right uh this sunday night this not sunday night game the sunday games we start off with atlanta at buffalo interesting game oh look at this justin i'm looking at the stadium here uh at buffalo the tickets go as low as 19 bucks um, for this Atlanta Falcons at Buffalo game. So that's a pretty that's a pretty decent buy if you're a Buffalo Bills fan. Um, with that, I'm picking the Buffalo Bills to win this game. They just came off a big win against the New England Patriots. Um, a win that really um, woke up a lot of people. It probably put me on notice too because I've been really down on the Buffalo Bills. And that was a really good win for them. Um, they've gotten yeah. beaten up the past couple weeks. And uh, they've been kind of getting raked through the calls, certainly by me. A quality win for them. And so listen. Uh, you were just saying that a uh, special at quarterback is, is hard to find. They got one. Yeah. Buffalo's they, got one. And they certainly do have one. Uh, that being said, I just want to make sure I have the right, right week of the schedule up here. You I said the first, okay, our games are just in a different order. I'm going to let you lead the way here. I'm looking at a different schedule. Than you. Oh, no, that's so, fine. I'm going to go to the week 17 schedule. That's all good. Yeah, um, as am I. That, that game's a one o'clock, but then on like my screen, it's listed at like the bottom of the one o'clock games. So oh, that's fine. The, I'll just, I'll just follow with you. So, the Bills and the Falcons, you got to take the Bills. You're right about that. I'll just leave that there. You definitely got to take the Bills. Uh, I mean, the Falcons, I, I'd be stunned if if they even, like, won another game, to be honest. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? Uh, yeah, and uh, poor Matt Ryan, I really hope he uh, – I know he looks like he can't play right now, but I think he just needs a better situation. That's oh, he, another... could, he could definitely contribute to uh, to a few teams. Yeah, I, wanna, I, I don't want to get I don't want to get blasphemous and suggest any because right. some of the teams I've suggested – have their quarterback. Yeah, that's, but, that's fair. Maybe perhaps another episode. Perhaps another episode. We yeah. dive into that a little bit more. Yep. All right. So the next game I'm going to look at, Justin, is Chicago versus the New York Giants. And the New York Giants are at Chicago. Uh, so Chicago, like I said, is at home. I'm going to pick Chicago to win this game. The New York Giants, well, I mean, what can I say? Yeah, I mean, who's <laughs> yeah. starting at quarterback for the Giants? I don't know. I'll, a plank? I have no idea. <laughs> it's so like Mike Lennon's no better than Jake Fromm. Like the guy, they're not good. I don't know why Mike Lennon's still in the league. By the way, I know. No, he's he's one of those guys. That, he, he's uh, terrible on like, the all don't deserve it list. Oh god, NFL yeah, no, it, back of quarterbacks. There's a few. Yeah, uh, he's certainly one of them. He's close to the top of the list there. So I would agree. With that, with that, I got Chicago winning this game. I think that defense is going to hold up their end of the bargain, as they do for the most part. Um, I think Justin Fields is playing this game, so I think he's going to uh, cause problems for the New York Giants defense. Even though that defense is not too bad, I'm picking the I'm picking Chicago to win that game pretty easily. You so. know what it is? And it's one thing for the defense to not be bad, but it 
there's another like they are probably so demoralized at this point in the season. Play. I yeah. mean, they're 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 probably just ready for the regular season to end, as I would be. In fact, I'm ready to not watch the Giants again until next year myself. I agree. Uh, I'll take Chicago as well, and there's nothing that makes me feel good about picking the Chicago Bears to win any game. But I suppose if you make me pick between these two, um, that's about as, it's about as good as you're gonna get. It's about as yeah, good I'll, as you're I'll, gonna I'll get. Pick, I'll pick Chicago. I'll pick Chicago. Yeah. So we got Buffalo and Chicago in the books. That's right. Uh, so the next one I got, I got Kansas City at Cincinnati. Whoo, ladies and gentlemen, Joey B just came off an explosive performance, and we are a pro Joey B podcast. Oh Especially my Justin. goodness. My guy Justin oh. over here is a big Joey B fan. So I'm going to kind of let you take the reins on this one, my guy, because uh, – Well, when is the last time, other than playing a game of Madden, that you have seen 18-21 for 299 yards and three touchdowns in the first half? That's what he was doing at LSU on a weekly basis, people. Right. And he brought it to the NFL this quick. I know what you say. He's been in – stop it, okay? Mm-hmm. We already understand Joey B, in my opinion, to be yep. one of the best young quarterbacks in football – Realistically, in my opinion, a playoff win away from being discussed with Herbert, Allen, and that whole tier of guys. I think he's just below that just because we haven't. He's close to it. He's definitely he, close he's to right, it. He's right there. Give him one playoff win, in my opinion, which we'll see if the Bengals can get that this year. I'm half rooting for them unless they run into Indy. Yeah, fair but, enough. But, I mean, he has been sensational. And, boy, does he look fucking handsome doing it. I mean, what a <laughs> what an absolute stud he is. So, right, right. Uh, with that, I'm actually – and I'm not just saying this for the sake of Joey B. Oh, I think boy. the Bengals are hitting their stride at the right time. Ooh, I'm okay. going to take Cincinnati over Kansas wow. City, who I think ultimately will end up keeping the one seed, Kansas City. But I'm going to take Cincinnati in a statement win this week. And if not a statement win, I'm going to lock in that I'm picking them to win. If they don't win, it's going to be awfully close. They're going to put a lot of people on notice this week, yeah. but they're not just the same old dangles. This is a, a very, very serious dark horse contender in the AFC, in my opinion. Right. Uh, I don't agree with the dark horse part because I think I would lean more towards, like, Indianapolis or something like that. But I do concede that Cincinnati, I don't think it's the same old bangles that everyone looks at and nope. sees. They're definitely not that. And Joey B has made sure of that. Um, I love that guy. We love Joey love B. That guy. Yeah. We love we love Joey B. And we love the Moxie. We love, and he has so much talent on the offensive and the way. And listen, shout out to Cincinnati because the way you guys built that team is probably the easiest way to do a rebuild. I think you can imagine surround the guys with surround draft young offensive talent, get a decent offensive line, have a bull at running back, and then on defense, add veterans who you're going to pay money to who are willing to just. Pay for play, essentially, for lack of a better phrase. Uh, so you have a veteran, a veteran defense, and a young offense, and then all you got to do is plug in a quarterback that can operate the the system to a T. And Joey B, like you said, we say it's hard to find a QB that's special. Joey B is special, and they have, uh, they have one over there in Cincinnati, right? But, Very special talent. But they also have one in Kansas City, and Kansas City, as you say, the Bengals are hitting their stride right now. So is Kansas City. That defense is starting to come alive. It's looking like maybe one of the best five units in football. And Patrick Mullins, I think he's starting to find his rhythm again. You've seen it. He has, uh, I think, over the past three or four games, he's had no under- he's had three interceptions and like almost 11 touchdowns or something like that. So they're starting to pick up their play again. Um, they're going to run. They're running the ball relatively well in spots. And um, they're starting to take the check down and starting to drive upfield with 11, 12, 13 play drives. And that's kind of the thing that Kansas City has been known not to do. Uh, I think Kansas City is going to come in there. 
But I agree with you. It's going to be a close win. It's going to be a very close win for Kansas City. And Cincinnati is going to put a lot of people on notice, uh, especially going into next year as well. So um, it's going to be a fun game to watch. Real fun that game is, to watch. It's a damn shame because obviously the Colts are on it one as well. I mean, it's a, it's a shame that both of those games are on at the same time because that game is going to be sensational. And if yeah. not the actual game, at least the implications. I mean, Absolutely. There's a lot going on in that game. And it, this reminds me of last week, actually, when the Colts versus the Patriots, and there was nobody that was right. picking the Colts to win that game, and they ended up coming out, and obviously it was a competitive game. I think it's the same thing this week with Cincinnati. I really have a, a strong feeling about yeah, it. Yeah, well, that's fair, too, because they're looking, they're looking like that kind of team. So They came out of that bye like fucking something else, and that was a huge question mark because they right. went into the bye off a loss. I, God, I forget who it was, but they shouldn't have lost it. It might have been against the Raiders, and they – got their ass handed to them and yeah. they come out of that bye week firing. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, so with that, let's fire into the next week's game picks. We got Dallas and Arizona playing against each other. Arizona's at Dallas. Um, I really need Dallas to lose this game. Like I just need them to lose. I, I, I It doesn't really affect the playoff seating per se, but it just kind of builds up the momentum for what's going to be a really fun week 18 for me. So, I'm picking Arizona to win this game with no conviction at all because Arizona has not looked good. Um, they lost D-Hop for the regular seasons. That's a big blow to them. Yeah. Um, they lost James Conner, who's been really, really good this year. Sensational. He's been sensational. Yeah. Um, they just have not looked good over the past few weeks. I think part of it's due to their coaching. I've been telling you, I don't trust Cliff Kingsbury, and I think it's starting to. I think people are starting to see that he's not necessarily that guy i'm not calling for his job that's not what i'm saying but i'm saying that the first second you get to i can't oh stop stop i've been consistent with this i've been consistent with this i'm not calling for the guy's job but when people talk about arizona cardinals as being one of those top tier teams i don't think they are it's due to their coaching and the way that they're playing right now so i'm picking arizona begrudgingly but that's just because i want bad juju on the dallas cowboys but uh, i'm not going to be surprised if dallas wins this game so there's that I'm picking Arizona just because of uh because of my fandom. So, I mean, the first chance you get to bring this guy Kingsbury down, I mean, I mean, my gut, my goodness, he's been spectacular this season. Listen, they're missing DeAndre Hopkins, and realistically, you can make a case. And I think Kyler Murray is a fantastic talent. I've been on record saying that I think he is to the NFL quarterback position almost what Steph Curry has done to the NBA. I think he kind of they remind me of one another. Well, I get what you mean, yeah. In their respective sports, I like mm-hmm. Kyler Murray a lot. I think that their struggles are more a product of him right now than they are Kingsbury. He has not been the same coming off that injury. Now, I don't want to jinx him going forward. This is a guy who's, the way he's played, he's, he's, he's wired to take a beating. And this is two straight years now that ultimately he hasn't been able to hold up. And it makes sense. I mean, that's he's, fair. So, he's so small, right? And now mm-hmm. you don't have Hopkins. Also could argue in his career, realistically, that I hate to do this because, again, he's been very good. Other than that one Hail Mary to DeAndre Hopkins, what 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 is what does Kyler Murray have? He was on the Cardinals, man. They were a mess before they got there too. So But this is not an organization that's completely separated right. and inept. You know, we've we've seen yeah. the Cardinals be good in the past decade and such. And you know, yeah. they're always there's a standard there all the way to Car- like there's a standard there at this point for performing. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and I don't I don't want to put down Kyler. I just you know I feel like I need get, to defend, I, like, it's I a defend Kingsbury. Um I just feel the need to defend Kingsbury, quite frankly. That's fair. That's fair. Um, 
I'm going to take Dallas, by the way. I didn't put my no, no, pick. I got you. Dallas. I got you. That's yeah. fine. Uh, I, I, we all kind of knew where you were going with Dallas, especially the way we were talking about them earlier in the episode. But yeah, uh, I get it. But, you know, I, I, I think uh, I just never thought Kingsbury should have gotten that job in the first place. He's done a good job this year. I'm not denying it. Uh, but so I just, just think- I, I don't want to throw a wrinkle in this. That's yeah. a four o'clock game this week. We didn't finish the ones. Oh, silly me. I'm thinking this is the uh, one o'clock game here. Oh, no, that's a that's a that's a four. I just noticed myself. I was like, damn, I had to scroll really far down to see that one. Oh, good God. I have mine at, at one o'clock here. So apologies, ladies and gentlemen. I picked the game that's much earlier in the season. I mean, earlier in the day. So, um, OK, well, we skipped around. So, Justin, how about this? We'll go with your list now and I'll make my adjustments on here because yours probably more updated than me. So with that, Justin, okay. what's the I'm next all, game I'm, you got? I'm not, gee, well, now I'm double checking. Hold on. Week set. We're, we're, we're a high, we're a really a high functioning operation here, ladies. And a gentlemen. high functioning operation, a big budget, and lots of people working for us. We're big bosses over here. I got yeah. people, listen, my producers chomping in my ear right now, saying that we got to figure it out. So that's right. Yeah. Uh, well, I'll go. I'm gonna save the the Philadelphia game because I know you're gonna want to talk about it, and I'm gonna yeah, save let's the do that game for that as well. So we have the Rams at Baltimore. Uh, honestly, I mean, it, I actually like Huntley. Uh, and it wasn't even Huntley playing this week. It was Josh Johnson. What right, a Josh third Johnson. stringer. What a third stringer that what is for Baltimore, is. by the You're way. right about that. That is a, a fucking genius idea to have him as a third stringer on this team. Yes, it is. Um, and potentially even the second stringer if he had to be. I'm going to take the Rams over Baltimore. Right. In this game, just because I just don't like the way Baltimore's playing, to be honest. I agree. I agree. I think the Rams are just better than them right now. And Baltimore is riddled with injuries. That defense can't stop a, a parked car right now. They're, they look like a mess. And that's just due to COVID and how bad they're looking right now. So I'm with you. I got the Rams winning this game, I think, pretty convincingly as well. So um, I'm with you on that. I mean, should I should I ask about uh... – all right. So, um, so the Jets are hosting Tom Brady and the Buccaneers oh, geez. this week. Um. We can move on. What, so, what a matchup this is for fantasy purposes, by the way, ladies and gentlemen. If you have Tom Brady or any sort of Tampa Bay Buccaneer, which I do, I have two of them, as a matter of fact, what a matchup this is going to be. Uh, I have Rojo, Ronald Jones, and Antonio Brown playing this week. I think I got that in the bag. I'm picking Tampa Bay. I think you know you're picking Tampa Bay as well. So Yeah, yeah, I'm not. <laughs> I am. Yeah. Uh, you have – this is an interesting game. Here we go. Uh, Miami at Tennessee. That is an interesting game. That's an interesting game. Uh, Miami has been um, an interesting team to watch. They have their offense, and, and I don't know whether to credit Flores or the offensive coordinator, whose name I don't know because I don't have a stat person right. or uh, uh, that type of person to, to assist me in this process. We just, yeah. come, on, we just come on and talk. Um, they have really designed an offense uh, – that really plays up to his strengths and not only plays up to his strengths, but masks his weaknesses every now and then you catch him in a moment. He gets, you know, he's a little happy feet in the pocket when there's some mm-hmm. pressure coming on. Yeah. They've done a really good job. And they actually showed the stat during the day. I felt like every time I watched the dolphins over the course of the past month, which is somewhat often, but not super often, as much as I watch any other game, I have the Sunday ticket. Yeah. I always noticed every play. It felt like every single play was a play action roll out to the left. And then they had like their, their tight end, coming across on like this drag route. And I felt like that was like every play I watched them run. But that being said, it kept working. I mean, they, I saw yeah. them run it like three or four times on the same drive. Yeah, I know. And then I, I saw a stat 
that Tua is like an 80% completion percentage when rolling to his left this season. Yeah. The guy's been, um, he has that and they've all, he's also top five in the league, at least going into last week. I don't know if it changed. He's top five in the league in terms of the amount of time he had the ball in his hands on the lower end of things. He was getting the ball out quick. Right. So they, they've done a very good job of, of putting the pieces in place for, for Tua to succeed. Uh, and while I don't love him, I just keep picking against the Titans and they keep winning. <laughs> uh, I'm going to pick Miami, actually. I'm going to pick Miami because that defense, one it's that legit. was a very big defense last year, took a while to come into its own this year, but it has. Yeah. And um, I, I like Miami right now. I'm going to take them over Tennessee. Uh, I think I'm going to roll with you as well for all the reasons that you just said. I'm picking Miami. They're rolling. That defense is really, really good right now. Um, we talk about a lot of defenses who are getting hot. Miami's certainly one of them. That's the reason they're starting to win a lot more games. And Duke um, Johnson with the with the Miami Hurricanes resurrection. That's he only right. plays well in Miami. This guy. Yeah, I know. yeah, it seems like it. He seems like it, man. Uh, I mean, it's, it's absurd. It is absurd. It is absurd. So with that, I got Miami winning that game. I agree with you. Uh, we'll move on next to yeah. Jacksonville. Trevor oh Lawrence visiting the other first-round pick in Mac Jones in New England. If New England does not handle Jacksonville accordingly, uh, we do have to ask questions about some of the stuff that everyone was saying about them a couple weeks That's ago. That's right. In, in uh, my opinion, this is a time of the year. There's no time for funny business. You can't get into a close game with a bullshit team nope. at this time of the year if you're a contending team. You have to be playing your best football these next two weeks rolling into the playoffs. So I think New England will. I think New England has to, to rough them up a little bit. I agree. I think New England has to stomp them. They have to. If you don't, then you're just not the team that everybody thinks you are. You have to yep. stomp this team. And um, it's no reflection on Trevor Lawrence, but you're going to get your teeth kicked in this week. So uh, just brace it brace for it, you know? So now we have talked about all the 1 o'clock games except our 1 o'clock games. And generally speaking, we have been doing the this talk, I suppose, in the beginning of the show, but we figured it may be more fitting at the end here when we do the game picks, people. Yeah. So. With that, I'm going to start with you. You have Philadelphia at Washington. Not only your game pick, tell me a little bit about how you're feeling, what you're thinking going. Listen, I'm loving what I'm seeing right now. We secured, we have officially secured the seventh spot in the NFC playoff picture, and I'm loving it. Uh, earlier this year, in the beginning of the year, I wasn't expecting much from this team because I wasn't sure how Jalen Hurts was going to play and how Nick Sirianni was going to call sure. games. Only recently, maybe in the second half of the year, we started figuring out what's working and what hasn't been working for us. And Jalen Hurts, uh, as long as he doesn't turn the ball over, has done a pretty good job controlling the pace of the offense. And yep. Nick Sirianni is really starting to figure out what buttons to push for this team. Um Devontae Smith looks absolutely sensational as a rookie. I know we talk about Jamar Chase and other receivers. In True, the he doesn't get enough love. You're right. Devontae Smith does not get enough love. Right. I get it. It's not due to his numbers. It's it's his play. His play is he's a willing blocker. He runs any route that you could think of. He could put him anywhere on the field. The guy's a true player. And Jalen Hurts, a running machine. This guy has, what, like 10, 12 touchdowns on the year on the ground. And then he has, he's like, a freak. what? Yeah, the guy, the guy's a physical. The, the, the kid's a physical specimen. He's sure. a physical specimen, absolutely. Yeah. And Dallas, they're starting to get these guys involved. And our running game, it's true. It's probably one of the best, if not the best, in the NFL. Easy um, there. It, it's getting close. No, you're right. You, you know what it is. You have you have it coming from multiple different people. Well, that's what I'm saying. As, as far as the overall attack, we're one of the t- we're top one, top two guys. I know you got JT on the other end, but it's only coming from JT, which is just fine. Which is just yeah. fine. Yeah, but. Again, Philadelphia, they can hit you. They can hit you at many different angles, uh, and this defense is legit. 
defense is really starting to play it, well it, now. That's been a game defense for most yeah. of the year. No, that, that defense has been true all year. And I think going into the playoffs, if we play the right team, we're going to be a problem for a lot of these guys. I don't think they want to play us, especially with the way we can run the ball and play true defense. But with that, I'm picking Philadelphia to beat Washington. We should kick their teeth in again. Um, I don't think this one's going to be that close, honestly. No, Washington looks like they're falling apart at the seams. I agree with much of what you said about Philadelphia. Yeah. I think that's a team that is playing good football, very good football at the right mm-hmm. time, and has found their identity and a purpose at the right time. True. In my opinion, the best teams in the NFL, uh, and we could spout them off, but I'm not even going to. I think you'll just agree with me. Yeah. When you watch them, it's also how I knew that the Jaguars weren't going to be good. Not that that's like a prophetic thing to say. This is how you knew you had no chance. When a team on offense, when you watch a game and, and you know what they want to do and you can tell that there's a rhyme and a reason and, and an objective to their offense when you're watching and everything that's being called is within that, mm-hmm. those are my opinions. That's how that's the mark of a team that I think could do very good in the playoffs or at least even if they lose their first game, give whatever team that is a problem. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Uh, and Philly is a team that has found themselves offensively, and it's a defense that's always been there ready to support a good offense. Yeah, I think so. And this is a team that wants to run all over you. And I think the only way that you're going to get into a, you know, that you're going to get into a game that isn't a one possession game with this Philly game right now is to force Jalen Hurts to do it with his arm. Right. Uh, and, he, and he has shown on occasion, maybe on the right day, that he can actually do it. Uh, yeah. I would, I ultimately, I wouldn't trust it again if I'm an opposing I agree. coordinator. Again. I'm forcing her to throw that's, all day. That's what you want to do against this team. You want to force if you him could to throw keep it. him in the pocket. This kid was a running back until like his junior year of college. So right. yeah. I mean, this isn't this isn't just any running quarterback. This is a fucking running back. Yeah, no, so, gotcha. right. It, it, it is an issue. Um, I'm taking Philly over Washington again. They're, they're falling apart at the seams, and I do want to give credit to Philadelphia where it's due because this is a team that has as any good team that makes a run makes. Uh, they put it together. Yeah, at the right absolutely, time. absolutely, man, absolutely. All right, uh, we got we got more games coming up, right? We have uh, well, we actually technically we we have Las Vegas at Indy. We all know who I pick. Uh, that that being said, we have no Carson Wentz. Breaking news as of earlier today. Oh wow, Wentz and his Wentz. I'm not gonna. I was gonna say something dumb. I'm not gonna say something dumb. <laughs> Wentz is in the COVID protocol. Okay, <laughs> so Wentz is not gonna play this week. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, to the point where it's either Sam Ellinger or Ellinger. Okay. I'm not sure yet. I did watch him preseason. I forget what the announcers were saying. Right. <laughs> uh, the, the, the Texas product. Uh, that's what we have. Um, so with that, apparently they've been calling, uh, they've been shooting calls to Phil while he's coaching his high school team. To come out of time. I, I think it's a little too late at this point. A little to too late. Yeah. To come play against the Raiders on Saturday. And why would you even call him? It's not like Wentz is going to miss the rest of the season. He's out this week with COVID, and then that's it. So, uh, yeah, we have Ellinger this week. This is a team that wants to run the ball anyway. So, yep. realistically, we, we've seen the Colts win and Carson Wentz throw it 18, 19, 20 times. Mm-hmm. Uh, they could do the same thing with Sam. Uh, I think the that's only true. question is that Wentz does give you the threat of the play action with the big play down the field. We've seen plenty, plenty of that out of him this season. So, but Sam brings something on the ground that he doesn't bring as well. Uh, he's very much in the mold of like, you know, I bring up an old name, but a relevant name is always Tim Tebow. Mm-hmm. He's very much in that Tebow mold and has a lot of, uh, a lot of people talk great about his intangibles. So I'm curious to see what he does. I'm not expecting much. That Raiders offense has been so anemic that I think yeah. the Colts could win this game and only score 21 points. So right. I'm going to take the Colts in this game. Although if we lose everybody, 
deep breath. We have a 98% yeah. chance of making the playoffs. And then we versed the Jaguars in the last week with Wentz back. So right. if we win this game, that's a massive positive. And as long as we don't get blown out, I'd say we can take some positives from the game this week. Yeah, I think I'm going to roll with that as well. Um, I don't think Las Vegas is going to be able to stop JT or that running attack. And I think they're going to, I think they're going to keep the game plan simple, like you said. Um, they beat New England throwing it only, what, 12, 15 times anyway. So I think you can do the same thing with the Vegas Raiders. If, if anybody else in the NFL, you could do that against the Vegas Raiders. So yep. um, running it down the throat is going to be the way to go. I'm picking Colts to win this game. I think they're going to win pretty convincingly, and they're going to show everybody that they're really a dark horse in the AFC playoff picture. So. Yeah, so the ASC actually has a, a few teams just to, to kind of – we still have the 4 o'clock games, but it's the Colts of the teams that aren't like the top two. Yeah. Even who is the top two at this point? It's really just the Chiefs again. Yeah. The Patriots aren't the top two anymore. No, I wouldn't say so. So I have the, the Chiefs, the Chargers, and the Bengals as teams. And I suppose I guess the, I guess everyone in the playoffs in the AFC has a chance. Right. Yeah, exactly. I guess that's how it works. The NFC, I don't view that way. But no, I got you. On to the 4 o'clock games. Uh, we already did one of the 4 o'clock games being that Dallas game. Yes, you were so yes. eager – you were so eager to shit on Cliff Kingsbury that you just skipped half the one o'clock slate. Yeah, I know. I mean, getting uh, I got a little overzealous there. So you did, you did, and I'm going to hold you accountable for that. That's so fine. we have Houston, Davis Mills, and Houston visiting uh, San Francisco, and whoever starts for them. I know Jimmy G's dealing with an injury, and as of right now, we don't know who's going to play. Right. I'll probably take San Francisco over Houston either way. Yeah. I think at the end of the day. Um, that Chargers game is, is more of an aberration than anything, you know? I agree. I agree. Uh, I'm picking San Francisco to beat Houston. I don't really believe in Houston's talent right now. And San Francisco is a, a true team. That's a legit team. That's a, that is a legit squad with a, yeah. a quarterback issue. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, as has been the case for quite a while. True. So then segueing from the Houston game, we go now to the Chargers who they just beat. You have Denver visiting the Chargers again. Don't know who's starting for Denver in this game at all. But I do know who's starting for the Chargers after that loss last week. There's no way the Chargers come out, in my opinion, and lose this game. I'm taking the Chargers to beat Denver uh, pretty convincingly by probably uh, at least a touchdown. Oh, wow. Okay. Uh, I think it's going to be a lot closer than you think. Uh, I do believe in the Chargers that they will come back and win this game, but I don't think it's going to be an easy bout at all. I think Denver uh, is a tough team to play against. And uh, I don't think that's a team that you really want to go into the end of the season playing against because uh, they can punch you in the mouth and they can't. They can run it on you. They do have two running backs over there that can beat you up, and they have a defense that's really, really tough. Yep. Uh, so uh, this is going to be a mark of a true – this is going to be a true chest for Los Angeles. So I think if they beat them, they can go really comfortable into the playoffs thinking to themselves, hey, we just beat a pretty decent team. Uh, we're, got, we're on the right track again. So I got Los Angeles winning that game at home. Awesome. What's our time at right now, Asif? I know we spoke about before. Oh, yeah, I know. We're, we're short we're, enough. Yeah, where are we at? Yeah, no, we're, we're not short at all. Uh, we're like an hour and two. Into it, right now. Into it. Okay. Yeah. Well, I guess there goes that goal. It goes so, that goal. It's okay. New Year's resolution, maybe. That, so, there you go. yeah. So we'll do it next year. Yeah. That's right. Uh, Carolina visiting New Orleans. Um, for his, I don't, whoever starts for Carolina, Cam Newton or, or Sam Darnold, who are obviously are both, I mean, probably the two of my top four, like most hated quarterbacks. My bad. Both of them are better than whoever the Saints are going to start. Uh, that being said, the Saints defense has been doing their best. They have. Uh, they really have been doing their best. That Miami, Miami offense was rolling, and all things considered, they kept them pretty modest. And obviously, what they did to Brady is, is you know, well remembered and understood by everybody. I, I'm going to take New Orleans off of their defense. I don't think Carolina offensively is going to be able to put enough together. Like I think New Orleans, you know, could win this one like 16 to to 13, or like 16 to 10, or something That's like fair. that. 
That's fair. I agree. The Saints defense has been the true bedrock for this team. Yeah. Uh, but with that being said, I don't think the Saints can score more than 10 points with whoever they put out there at QB, unless Jameis Winston or for some reason Trevor Simeon comes back. Um, if they have That's Ian when you Book- know. When you're like, Trevor Simeon, please. Yeah. Please yeah. come back. That's exactly. when you know that you've done fucked up. Yeah, exactly. So with that, I'm going with the upset. I'm picking Carolina to win this game, regardless of who plays quarterback for Carolina. I think they're just going to score more than 10 points. So, right. <laughs> uh, you know, that's what it comes down to. So, <laughs> uh, What's the next game? You got Detroit at Seattle, right? That's got the Detroit last at got. Seattle. I'm taking Seattle. Russ has been playing much better. Uh, I, I agree. Think that's really all it's going to take. Yeah. Although Detroit so. fought hard with Tim Boyle playing quarterback last week. That was just another testament. I know you, we both realistically have – I've made a joke or two about Man Campbell. Listen, this Dan Man Campbell. He might be something special. I'm not sure if he's ever the type of guy, like scheme-wise in today's NFL, that will ultimately end up leading a team to winning, but at the minimum is a culture changer. Yeah, he's definitely brought some um, backbone to that Detroit Lions team. Yeah. They're not just going to take a loss laying down. They're going to put some fight into you. And you know that press conference where we made fun of him where he's like, we're going to scratch and claw and bite and all that stuff. A lot of people made fun of him for that, including me. But um, he's not fucking around. No, he ain't messing around over there. And that's, no. that's exactly the type of, you're going into a dog fight with the Detroit Lions. Uh, no, you know, again, I, should, I would say a cat. The fight, Lions but it's not. Den, right? The bing, yeah. bing, boom. All right. Sorry. There you go. You see, but with that being said, I got Seattle. Uh, they got Russell Wilson. The guy's a true, true champion. I think he's playing well. Fingers starting to look okay. So, uh, he'll be fine. Um, close tabs. Been looking deeply. I've been zooming in on the screen at that finger on a weekly basis. You know, yeah, I know. Yeah, I till, know. Till, the, till the pixels till it starts to look blurry. That's right. You know, that's um, right. So well, then we have we set Arizona at Dallas. So we have Minnesota at Green Bay on Sunday night football. It, it's hard to pick. I mean, Green Bay is ridiculous. I, it's hard to pick anyone against Green Bay right now. This really feels. I'm going to tell you right now. Yeah. I'm taking Green Bay to win one. If this is not Aaron Rodgers' year, we'll never see that guy win another Super Bowl. Uh, yeah, I, I I think I agree with you. Uh, although, I know you look at the Cleveland game at Green Bay, and you're like, oh, wow, Green Bay looked really good. They turned, they made them turn the ball over four times. But um, the fact that that game was even a one-possession game and even be close, uh, I think is a scary sight for Green Bay. So I think fair. that's just – That's fair. You know, so I think that's something that they're going to have to really look at and figure out what we could do to fix that. Sure. Uh, with that being said, I'm picking Green Bay to win – um at Lambeau Field especially Aaron Rodgers looking really really good right now um but they got they got to fix some stuff on defense I think they got to really fix some stuff there so uh it'll be it'll be fun to see them in the playoffs and see what they can do last but not least my friend we got Cleveland at Pittsburgh and uh I've I've been very high on Cleveland all year I'm a big Baker Mayfield fan he did not look good uh in that Green Bay game, four interceptions is nothing to that, be proud in of. my opinion. That performance might be the hugest indictment on Mayfield that I've ever been able to point to. I mean, yeah, that was not a good game. No, not Every a good opportunity to win that game. They ran for like nine yards of carry, right? And then it also comes play calling was another issue in that game, too. The fact that you were averaging nine yards of carry and you only ran it 23 times as opposed to throwing it 36 times is a big issue, yeah. Um, and the fact that, like, Baker Mayfield can't throw to his left right now, like, he can't do it. Like, he can't turn and just drive the ball. So, um, the fact that he kept calling crossers and plays towards the left side of the field um, just didn't sit right with me. Although, Baker Mayfield's got to be better with decision-making as far as, his, you know, throwing the football. Um, with that being said, they're playing at Pittsburgh. 
I don't want to watch this game, but I, I, I'm going to roll no. with Cleveland one more time. I just think their talent's better than Pittsburgh. I think they're going to make the commitment to running the ball. Um, so I'm picking Cleveland begrudgingly to win this game. Because, um, I again, I don't believe in Big Ben in that offense. I think that offense is a gimmick. So He, by the way, is done. Yes. Yeah. That, that guy is done. Uh, and at this point, it's really a damn shame, the residue that, in my opinion, he's leaving on his career. because. The talent, and don't get me wrong, the line has not been very good in Pittsburgh, but that no, offense has enough talent. I mean, they have been so bad. Yeah. Other than, like, I mean, realistically, you have the games where they ended up coming up with points against the uh, the Chargers. What was the other game that they made the comeback in? Like, the Vikings. The, the, without those, like, stretches, I mean, they literally have not scored. They're I, they, They're they have been so fucking bad offensively yeah. that, I mean, it's it's freaking hard to watch knowing what we've seen out of this Pittsburgh team. I've never been a fan of Pittsburgh. No love lost. No, but you because you, you've been someone who's been critical of me because I've been critical of big Ben and I think he's been done. I thought and, he deserved benefit. Now I'm going to tell you if he had a line though, I'll, I'll say this to this day. I don't think his arm, like people say he has like a noodle arm. That's where I think that's where it gets out of hand. Yeah, that's no, where I, it gets I, out I of don't hand agree with that. Opinion. I just think he, I, I just don't think he's, I, th- I think he's, I think he's done. Like, I don't think he could take the NFL beating yeah. anymore. And I think it ultimately just gets to him at this point. Like I, he can only take so many hits. I agree. Before the Especially the way getting, that he plays. Yeah, and those the passes are plays. getting batted at the line. He looks uncomfortable. He misses that throw. He, he just takes a sack here. The problem, I think, is literally he just, given the team, can't play. I think if he was in a situation maybe like the Niners, he could have had this season in him. I think right. he probably would have done better than Jimmy yeah. G. But that's not the situation, and I think anything short of retiring for him is, is going to be a, a grave mistake this offseason. Yeah, so I agree. I I'm going to take, again, begrudgingly – I'm going to take Cleveland along with you mm-hmm. uh, just because Pittsburgh's offense has been that bad. Yeah, they've been anemic. All right. Well, uh, I know me and Justin had an internal goal of keeping the show really relatively short, under 50 minutes. It's not under 50 minutes. We're about an hour and 10 minutes into this episode. and We might, uh, we might as well just, uh, you know, I guess we, we wanted to talk about before the show. We're just going to keep going. Fuck this yeah, thing's going to be three Yeah, hours. let's go. I'm kidding. Well, I'm kidding. It's not going to be three hours. It's almost over, guys. Okay, yeah. I'm sorry. But we do want to talk about it. It is our last episode that we're releasing before New Year's. And That's I don't right. know the, the number episode this is. I'll know. Like, when you're watching this, you'll see it at the top of the screen. So, I mean, yeah, oh, eventually. But right I think now, it's like, I I think it's like 18 episode. or 19. Our week. first episode was the, the last week before the NFL season started. And now, you know, we're trying to expand the horizons a little bit. We're going into the New Year's. This is a great time to think about some of what we want to do going forward and kind yeah. of how we envision this thing progressing. Because what I find most exciting about the new year is not just the resolutions, but the idea that by the end of next year, we're going to have a full clear 12 month window that we could just look and say from January 1st to December 31st, this is what changes what got better. This is how we've progressed. I mean, do you have any personal goals for, for this show or anything that you thought of for, for the next year? Um, that's a tough goal, man, because I think it's not I don't think it's a lack of effort. I think we're we're still very new at this. Right. Very, so, very much. I think what I think I sometimes, do- sometimes it's a lack of effort on both of our parts because we both have full time jobs. I think we're, we both uh, grapple with, uh, you know, how much time we really want to put into the thing. Am I yeah. wrong about that? I don't want no, 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 to no. anyone listening. I, I agree. With you. And- Listen, I literally just came off a shift. Right yeah, before I recorded the show, like I literally come home, I eat real quick, and then I get online. Right, so yeah, um, I think what I can do is put um, 
a little bit more qual not that I don't put quality time, but I think I could put more quality time into putting out a better product for the fans that are listening. Um, and I think I could put more of a commitment into developing concise ideas for myself and expressing those ideas. Uh, again, this is my first podcast. So uh, yeah. this is something that's totally, totally. I, ha- to I have a history. Maybe a couple people listening have heard, have heard another podcast of mine. I, so before we started this podcast, I had maybe 15 to 20 episodes under my belt all time. So yeah. Yeah. slightly, slightly ahead in that regard. Right. And um, I think it takes that much time to get a, feel for what you're trying to become as a podcaster so um i think by the end of this year when we're you know once the regular season ends, once the playoff ends i'll have a better idea as to what i can really work on although i have a pretty good idea already but i think uh i'll be i think i'm going to improve myself and become a better podcaster and a better expressor of an idea of ideas into the next uh, season. So that's going to be something that I'm really going to put a lot of time in and work on. Uh, I'm going to work on myself a little bit. So that'll be something that I'll try to contribute to the podcast, you know? And on my end, uh, for those who don't know, I am like a, like a digital marketing professional. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> right. So to, to have an Instagram page and we like want to get onto YouTube and stuff like that, this is all stuff that I'm very well equipped to get, get accomplished, mm-hmm. but it is time consuming. I know the time it takes given the fact that I do it. In fact, I probably have a, some people might, even dive in deeper than I have. So point being, my goal is that I want to be more consistent about, about the time and the commitment I put into establishing these different like platforms that we want to get onto. Yeah. I think part of being a professional in the field is that I like have an understanding of how much work it is, which actually holds me back. Someone who knew less <laughs> might do more. Right. You know no, saying, they fair. have no idea what the hell they're getting themselves into. But when I look at it, when it's like, oh shit, man, to really do this right, you have to do this and that and the next thing that I just yeah. get caught up in it. And I'm just like, man, I'll just eat a bowl of cereal, you know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So uh, that's going to be something, you know, but at the same time, we don't want to overwhelm ourselves either. We do want a, a big goal. Uh, when we started this, one thing that we said to each other, I know we're running forever now, but, no, I got you, but we've already broken the, we've already, whoever's here listening right now is probably going to finish the episode. God bless you but, to those who are still listening. Yeah, God bless you. Thank you for sticking around. I mean, you yeah. must have. A, a lot of time to waste. I mean, do, do you have a job? I'm kidding. But, uh, yeah, you know, we just wanted to to do this in such a way, you know, when we both started this, we spoke to each other and we really wanted to, you know, if we were going to start this, we wanted to do it. You know what I'm saying? So many people that do podcasts uh, just do it for a little bit and then they're done, you know? Yeah. And no, we definitely we wanted to make a commitment and like... We wanted to make a commitment. You might as well not start at all if, if you're not. So that's kind of how we viewed it. Uh, so yeah. I guess, I suppose to you know, give ourselves a break and pat ourselves on the back a little bit. At least we're taking it on. We're taking on what we could take on Yeah, without sure. getting overwhelmed and then building up from there. Uh, Cause we do want to be in here uh, for the long haul. Yeah. And, and we want to give you like a different product than what most podcasts are doing too. So which um, is something that's a work in progress. Yeah. It's a work in progress, well. but I think that's something that we're getting better at. I think every week we try different things. We try to talk about different ideas and uh, being able to express that weekly and consistently is going to be something that we try to strive for, especially with quality ideas too. We try to give quality ideas. So um, it's something that we're working on and getting better at week by week. And uh, yeah. And so, I think this really also served as we talk about, you know, at the beginning of the show, we always touch on like, you know, I suppose our, our bigger purpose and it's not to sound pretentious or anything like that. Yeah. But I, I think one thing is going to be cool about going into the video space as well as, and we don't know if this episode is going to be on YouTube yet or not. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it'd provide a good vehicle 
for those who are kind of like on the fence about starting a sports podcast. I hope that in watching us and having a conversation like this in watching us bring this thing up and then watching us have conversations like this, maybe that's the, you know, the, the foot in the ass. That sounds weird. You know, that's that's, that's the kick in the ass that maybe someone would need to get something started. Because at the end of the day, if, if, even if our, we would love our show to be wildly successful, but I mean, I I think successful would be inspiring people that ultimately end up taking over this movement past us. I mean, I know no one will talk about us after the fact and we'll have no legacy. That's fine. That's the case. That's fine. But, but, you know, we really, um, you know, we want to, we really want to move this forward. Yeah, no, we definitely want to help start that movement. And I think that's really the main thing that we want to push for this podcast. If nothing else, it's to, whether it's inspire somebody or just to get someone to start a podcast like this and keep, something like this going um so and build a strong community of people who who feel the same way that we do about you know traditional sports talk football talk and and that type of thing we want a community of people who want to see something different and want a new medium to uh to ultimately take over the uh the sports talk case and in our case specifically football absolutely man i think that's a i think that's a nice way to wrap up the new year man that's a nice way to wrap up the new year, Asif. This is another year knowing you, my friend. Uh, yes, it you know, is. I'm always, always grateful for you. I've always been grateful for you, and even more grateful that, that uh, you know you've been willing to uh, to pop on this little podcast journey with me because we, I obviously have been wanting to do another one for quite a while. Uh, it was ultimately a matter of um, of finding a partner that I knew every week that we were going to uh, we were going to really stick to it and do it. And I mean, I can't thank you enough for being that guy. Nah, man, and. Uh... I appreciate that. And thank you. Cause uh, you, you taking a complete rookie on and uh, being like the backbone of this show, whether it's uh, being the guy who mans the social media or holds it down on the podcast and kind of stirs me back in the right direction when I go off tangent or something like that, keeping me uh, composed is um, something I can't thank you enough for taking me on and uh, being a friend of yours for, I don't know what the, what is it? The past, like, it's quite a while. Uh, yeah. it, it, it's going. It's going close to ten years, man. I, you I have to say, the... we gra- we graduated high school now seven years ago, and and we knew each other in middle school. So yeah, so we're we're closing in on like 13, 14 years of a friendship, and yeah, uh, I can't ask for a better friend, man. So I really appreciate. Thank oh. you. Oh. Uh, th- no, honestly, thank yeah. you, man, because no, yeah. you, uh, you're, you're you're a genuine guy, and I think uh, those of you who engage with Justin on the on social media can tell that too. So um, thank you, honestly. And um, that's a, that's as good of a way to wrap up this episode. What a wholesome moment, guys. If you're into like wholesome things and really cool friendships and stuff yeah. like that, uh, I know you heard it at the top of the show. If you've made it this far, thank you. Yeah, uh, we do have an Instagram and a TikTok. We could plug these together now. The TikTok kind of working on getting there consistently. We won't want to be overwhelmed, guys. All right, stop overwhelming us. <laughs> yeah, exactly. At the Peace of Mind podcast with a K instead of C in the word podcast. And of course, if you enjoyed what you heard today, you can leave a review. If this is on YouTube and you're watching it there, that would be crazy. That would be dope. Watching it on YouTube, that would be dope. dope watching it on YouTube, potentially. You could leave a comment, subscribe. Holy crap, that feels well. Actually, technically, we never say that. Yeah, subscribe so you get notified on on Apple or or wherever the hell you're listening. Spotify. I'm not one of those people. You subscribe there, you get notified, right? Are you? That's- I don't. That's yeah, right. So you, you get, get you get a little notification that hey, we got a podcast. So subscribe hey, we got to a us. Podcast out. But of course, if you don't want to receive notifications, know that we're here every Wednesday with That's a podcast, right? right? And potentially right. On, on YouTube, maybe Thursdays. You know, it depends on on the the production, how it all works. But listen, we'll get we'll get you get you at least once a week. 
Well, you know? we're, we're getting you once a week. You come back once a week to check. We will have a podcast. And uh, if you really like it that much, please, uh, the probably the easiest way to spread this thing, if you just share it with one person, right? Yeah. Uh, I mean, that would that would go a very long way because Absolutely. if you have X amount of listeners and they all share it with one, that, that would literally, in theory, double the listeners for that week, right? Yeah, or absolutely. for the next week if they all listen. So, Yeah, uh, for sure. And if you don't like somebody and you want to ruin their day and you hate us, share this podcast with them as well because that might also help with the listeners too. So that's another, yeah, way, to, that's that's another way to spread this attention. message around. So, Yeah, so uh, well, I think maybe we could end this now because I don't want anyone to be scared of the timestamp. No, they, that's right. They see on this, you know, they fucking see two hours. They're not even going to click it. So true that, true that. Uh, with with that, that, everybody, that that's an episode. Uh, and great job hosting today. Thank awesome, you, great Appreciate job on the intro. Uh, we're going to stick with that. I think that was good stuff. I think so too. All right, ladies and gentlemen, enjoy your week of football. Good luck in fantasy if you're in the championship round. Good luck to you guys. So we'll see you next time.